What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Between Innings Baseball Podcast. Um, I'm one of your hosts for today, Nick Rosado. Um, you can find me on my social media accounts, my Twitter. Well, first Twitter, um, at Respect All Rise, except the S or Respect the Two, and um, at Rosado underscore Nick. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at Nick Rosado Five. Um, today, um, big surprise. It's about damn time. He's back. I'm back. What's up, everybody? It's Noah. I'm your other host. Finally back and back to stay for all future episodes. Really happy to be back. Be talking baseball with Nick. I'm really excited. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at GoYanks9898 and at Instagram at Kinder.Noah. Uh, you can find the podcast social medias um, at Between Innings One on both Instagram and Twitter. Um, so happy Noah's back finally. For a couple months, we're the duos back together and recording episodes for the foreseeable future, obviously. And yep. apologize for not having episodes in a couple of weeks. I've, you know, schools picked up, so, um, and baseball for me. So, I'm happy though. Our, you know, first episode in a minute, um, is with Noah again. So, we have a lot to talk about. The last episode I, I that I released was right before opening day. And now, what, we're a couple of weeks since. Yeah past that um more between 15 and 20 games per team and a lot has changed yeah um obviously new faces in new places um and we'll you know talk a little bit about how they're each doing so basically we'll run down each division um we're going to talk a little bit about you know how the division's doing like what we've seen and then we'll give you a depressing i don't know an impressing and a de- depressing or disappointing player in each division and then we'll give our current predictions based on like what we've seen so far so um, we'll start at the AL East. Uh, no, you can kick it off. Like, sure. What so, what are you seeing from the division? The AL East, our player that's really been impressive so far is Alec Manoa. Um, three games, three wins, ERA right at two in 18 innings, has struck out a batter per inning, and has a whip of exactly one. Um, he looked fantastic, pitched really well against the Yankees and in all three of his starts. Uh, we kind of expected him to continue pitching well like he did at the end of last year, but of course we didn't know coming into this year how he would do. And so far, I mean, he's lived up to the hype. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously as a Yankee fan, I mean, it's pretty, um, it sucks, you know, that he's this good. He's obviously, as Noah said, he picked well against us um, early on and he's, he's a real tough, if you're a hitter, he's a real tough at bat. Um, you don't want to be facing him. His stuff moves. He, he's nasty. Um, His slider moves so much. Um, it's it's got to be like awful facing him, and yeah. um, this is a guy in a division because I feel like before the season a lot of people talked about the rotation, but I mean to be honest, the Blue Jays, I wouldn't say they necessarily got better. Now, like in terms of like if like Simeon, we're gonna talk about Simeon later, but like from a standpoint of seeing like who they lost, they lost a top three MVP finisher and a, and the AL Cy Young replacing them with what Kevin Galsman, who's back in the AL East after yeah. all those years. And he was not a good AL East pitcher. Hey, his splitter is still nasty though. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, what was his name? Matt Chapman, right? Manoa, you know, obviously I, I think people overrated the offense for them a little bit. I mean, the, the, the off season for them a little bit. However, they're still obviously the scariest team in that division. But an important part of that has been Alec Manoa, right? Um, he's been absolutely spectacular. Um, the best pitcher in the staff that includes him, Gaussman, Ryu, um, Kikuchi. Who's the fifth in that rotation? Ooh. I can't remember. I don't know. But um, 
he's been the best one. Um, spectacular. And obviously, Noah just read you his stats. So he's he's been really impressive so far. But, you know, disappointing to start, you know, the year is Joey Gallo. Um, yep. He's been pretty awful. I mean, he's picked it up the last two games. But, like, overall in the season, he has a 30 WRC plus, negative 0.5 war. Um, you know, X Woba of 332, a Woba of 202. Lugging um, at 167, more basic yeah. stats. He's hitting 146 on base percentage of 255, OPS under 430. Just not what you want to see out of yeah. who and, you and, both thought to be the second best left fielder in baseball coming into this year. Right. He obviously and, hasn't lived up to that. And yeah. It, yeah, it's disappointing because, well, from a Yankee perspective, you know, we're trying not to be biased on this podcast, but like from a Yankee perspective, it's just funny because this is a guy, big bopper. We got the trade down last year. Expected bombs. He hasn't hit any bombs, right? He has zero home runs to start the year zero. so far. Yeah. First so, RBI and first extra base hit was today. Yeah. So I mean, um, you know, from an overall baseball standpoint, this is I wouldn't say it's shocking, right? We know Joey Gallo's a three true outcomes king. Yes. Homers, walks, strikeouts. But he's done a lot of the striking out part to start the year. Obviously, there's a little bit of, you know, hitting into some batted ball, you know, unluckiness. But at the end of the day, he hasn't been good. I mean, it's kind of like what we saw in his half year in New York, you know, his first half year in New York last season, where, like, listen, he did get on a stretch there for seven seven or so games where he was hitting. He kind of messed up his neck. But at the end of the day, what we saw was a player who didn't play that well and maybe was just still adjusting to New York. Not sure if that's the case this, you know, season so far. But it's been my like very disappointing um, statement. And obviously, there's a lot of season left. We'll see. But and there's, I mean, a lot to touch upon with the three true outcomes again. Striking out 37.3 percent of the time this year, bottom five percent of the league. And his walk rate has dropped from 18 percent to 13.7 percent. Um, you'd you'd hoped that his walk rate and strikeout his walk rate would have gone up and his strikeout rate would have gone down, but it's been the opposite start the year so far. It's gonna be interesting in 2023 if they ban a shift. His yeah, he's gonna. It's it's gonna be a big difference for him. Um, that could honestly get him a bag. From being honest, but we'll see. Um, because obviously, if you get a bag, you have to produce, and you know, right now he's not. But like I said, lots of season left. So, I mean, just just to talk more before your predictions, like you know, what we think is gonna happen the rest of the year, just to talk more about the division. I mean, we're seeing you know a compa- comparison to last year where three AL East teams made the playoffs. Obviously, the Rays won the division. Um, the Red Sox and Yankees were in the locker game. The Red Sox um, won that game. And um, obviously the Blue Jays had 91 wins, and they've just missed the postseason, right? It's so we had, we had four 91 teams in the East this, like last year. And at this point, we see Yankees at the top and Toronto at the top. They're both 10-6. and six. Yankees and Toronto played earlier this year, and they split their seasons. They, they split the series 2-2 two because two they played a four-game set. Tampa Bay is nine and seven early on. Boston is seven and nine. Baltimore six and ten. I mean, that's what you expect from Baltimore. But like yep. coming, you know, as as a whole, the division has been okay. I mean, obviously, you're not going to see a lot of separation, or like you're not going to see guys. You're not going to see teams that are fifteen games above five hundred because they haven't played you know enough games for that. Obviously, but right, right, right. I mean, what I'm seeing early on is what I thought I would see in terms of Boston. Like, listen, this doesn't sound like I'm hating. If anyone listens to this from school or, you know, back home, you know, I hate the Red Sox. And this is going to sound like hating. And, you know, maybe it is a little bit of hating, but I thought last year was kind of an out-of-body year for them. I did not think, like, obviously they made it all the way to the ALCS, but 
I didn't see them repeating that performance this year, and they didn't get better in the offseason. They got yeah, Trevor's I mean, story, and Trevor hasn't isn't really played amazingly. Um, they didn't make any big changes, and other than that, obviously, but he's he, and he, he's even playing out of position. I mean, I, I, I yeah, they lost Schwarber. Um, their pitching isn't better. Chris Sale's not pitching right now. Um, so I yeah, I mean, don't see I, them. I, I don't. They're not. I don't think they're making the playoffs. I agree with that. I, I agree with that. I think that. I mean, without Kiki getting hot down the stretch, Boston might have won that Walker game, but definitely wouldn't have won the DS. They just got really lucky. Um, I think that just because of how strong the Aliens is and the fact they have to play the Yanks, Toronto, and Tampa Bay 19 times each, they don't they don't have any real wiggle room. They have to play pretty much perfect baseball the entire year to get into a playoff spot. If the, if Boston was in the AL Central, yeah, they would probably win that division, honestly. But they're not. They're in the East, and they're in an incredibly competitive that- East. And I think the product of the fact that there is the Yankees trying to attend Bay puts them in fourth place in the East. And like that's not to say other teams have wiggle room because like the Yankees don't have any wiggle room. They can't be losing games to Boston, Toronto, or Tampa Bay. Sure. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like the possibility of the Yankees losing those games are not as high as the possibility of Boston losing those games. And I mean, down the stretch, I mean, to be fair, you said that they got lucky in the LDS. Yes and no. I mean, I still think their run last year was fluky, but at the same time, I think whoever makes it out of that locker game is beating Tampa Bay regardless, I because I don't think Tampa Bay is a they're, – they're a regular season team to me. I agree. But, you know, Tampa Bay early on is just they, – they traded Meadows away, right? I mean, their pitching is whatever. They're never, they've never had, like, a star-star pitcher. Um, their best they they do have nine relievers with their 98, yeah. though, to be honest. Exactly, right. And we're seeing – I mean, this, this is really what I thought. You know, I, I mean, to be honest, to start the first, like, what, week? Uh, I mean, after that Baltimore series – the Yankees were like, I was like, all right, what the hell's going on? But like now looking back, like as a whole of the 16 games they've played so far, it's like 10 and six. You'll take that, especially since it's tied for the best record, not only in the East, but in the division. I mean, in the, in the, in the league, you know, the best, that's the best work in the American league and same with Toronto. I mean, not shocked at all. Honestly, I think- if, if you told me there'd be 10 and six, you know, in the first 16 games, I would have said you're crazy. I think I would have thought Toronto would be like, what, 12 and four. Yeah, I 100% agree. I also think the fact that the Yankees took two or three from Boston and then split with Toronto to start the year was really, really important. Could have really, I mean, the way the Yankees have started the last couple of years, what is it, five and nine the last two years, or six and nine, stuff along those lines, could have easily seen them, seen them being two and four, two and five going out of those series. So um, we can move on to predictions now. I mean, based on what we've seen. So um, I can't remember, I'm trying to remember what I had said to start. I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm, I am I can go first. I think that yeah. the Yankees in Toronto, it's going to be one of them down the stretch. I think the ALEs are separated by game, two games most. I could see it going either way. I have the Yanks right now winning it again, really 50-50 between Yanks and Jays. Kind of see it how they play against each other. They split against each other so far and how they play against the rest of the AL East. That's, that's my one-two. I have Tampa Bay pretty securely in that three spot. Don't think they're Don't think they're good enough to catch Toronto or the Yankees, but also significantly better than the Sox. Uh, we talked about it already. We kind of we both have Boston in the four spot. Didn't really gain anything. I mean, they did gain story, but he hasn't been great. And he's playing out of position. Don't really have the pitching, especially without Sale. I think the team is a little bit fluky last year and is playing in an ultra competitive division. And Baltimore's still rebuilding. They're going to finish fifth. That's the one thing we're certain about. So you said, wait, you said Yankees in first or Toronto in first? I have the Yankees right now, but I think it's close. Right. Um, I agree. I we were gonna have we're gonna have the same thing because um Paul's bias, I don't really care, but probably is a little bit of an hurdle bias taking over. But, like, I think 
the way they've performed. I mean, again, they, they the Yankees have against the like no said they beat Boston that series. They split with Toronto. They lost series to Baltimore, and then they've been, they've been up. Yeah, that was awful. They've been up on, um, you know, Cleveland. Which listen, Cleveland's been hot, but like we know, they're not a contender. And they took two out of three from Detroit. So like, I'm not saying this is something to be extremely, extremely proud of because you're not beat like you haven't beat up on an amazing. It's not like you're beating up on the Astros, but um, I mean, still great start, and we're kind of seeing. Um, a lot of guys come back to form. DJ LeMay, who's been great early on. Fantastic. So he's been back to 2019, 2020 DJ. And Kiner Falefa, you know, for all the talk I've had, I've, 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 you know, been involved in and how, you know, I think he's awful. He's been great ever since his, like, what, one for 17 start. Um, yep. He's been great. Um, Glaber, I mean, hopefully he's picking it up. You know, he's had promising the last couple of days, but he's, he's started the season, like, not so well. But, again, that's my – Glaber's my guy, so I'm hoping he picks it up. Lovely. Um, Higgy hasn't been good, but you know, Judge has been good. Stan's been subpar. He started really hot, but he's kind of cooled down. I mean, overall, I think it does come down to the Yankees in Toronto. Um, I'm gonna I wanna say Yankees because um I think their pitching is I like like listen, I I their pitching is a, a top three rotation in baseball. I don't think I can say that's the same for Toronto at this point. And the Yankees bullpen has been the best in baseball. Yeah, Say what you yeah. want, but it has been. It has been. It it, it it's far and away has been. Um, and that's what Chad Green blowing games, but try or trying his best to. Um, so I'm going Yankees, but I mean they'd. I mean I see them winning if they're going to win this division. It's going to be like a game or two. It's not going to be yeah. a runaway thing. If they run away with it, I'll be happy and shocked. But like, I don't see that for uh, the Toronto's an easy number two. Those are the number ones in two. Like Noah said, Tampa Bay's locked in at three. Just like Noah, like I said, we're going to have the same exact thing for this. Boston's four, not making the playoffs, and then Baltimore's Baltimore. So yep. that's the East, AL East. Um, we'll move on to the AL Central. Um, so for the AL Central, basically, I'll no, you want to give the, imp- the impression? Yeah, yeah, so I'll start. So who's been impressing us so far as the first 15 games? It's Byron Buxton. For a while, we've known that if Buxton can stay healthy, he can be an MVP caliber player. And through whatever, 15, 16 games, I don't know how many they played exactly, I think 16, he's been at that level. Start, basic stats, hitting 351, on base 415, slugging 946 with an OPS of 1.361. I mean, those are incredible numbers. Uh, a couple more advanced stats. His average exit velocity is 100, the 100th percentile, hard hit percentage 92, X slugging 99th percentile, barrel percentage 100. I mean, He's been crushing the ball, and not to mention, he is a fantastic defender, one of the fastest guys in baseball, and plays a great center field. If Buxton stays healthy, he's going to be scary the whole year, and he's proven why right now. Um, Yeah, you pretty much hit on the nail with him. I mean, this is a guy that I feel like since we haven't seen him healthy, we've never seen his full potential. But he's an, he could, if he's healthy every year, he's an AL MVP candidate every year, without a doubt. He's that type of player. He's top 10 talent. Um, now, whether he stays on the field is a different story, but when we do see him on the field, he's producing that to that ability. So I'm hoping he does because that would be um, not just great, obviously, for the Twins, but great for baseball. Um, and then for disappointing in the AL Central, um, oh, well, we have another impress- impressive player, uh, Stephen Kwan. little throw um, in here. Yeah, he's been absolutely phenomenal to start, you know, the season hitting, uh, yeah. hitting 341 on base 456 
OPS 956, only striking out about 11% of the time. 196 WRC plus. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 57 plate appearances, 44 at bats for his career. Who knows if he's going to continue, but looking like a really great contact hitter, top of the lineup guy, puts the ball in play, slap hitter. So far, he's been fantastic. Good for him. Yeah, he's he is. Um, well, obviously, his war is 0.9 so far, so he's damn near at one war. And he had a stretch there where he hadn't swung and missed at a pitch. Like, I don't I forget how long it was, but, like, he was on an impressive streak of, like, for, it's been – it was a couple games to start the year where he hadn't swung and missed. Like, every swung, swing he took, he at least made contact with the ball, whether it went foul or was a hit. It was like that for a while. And, um, you know, we talk about an Indian team that's kind of, like, in that middle stage. Guardians. Um, yeah. Um gar- Guardians, you're right. Guardians, my bad. My bad everyone. Um Guardians, you talk about a Guardians team that's in the in that stage where it's like, okay, they're not going to be the great team, but they're not they're not, they're not going to suck, right? He's yeah, a bright spot on that team. Um and see if he can make him making he's so far making a name for himself. Um obviously it's really early to talk about this, but All-Star, who knows? We'll see, but I mean, obviously if voting started today, he'd be in there, but yep. um he's been great. Um disappointing um it's uh, Whit Merrifield um, of the Kansas City Royals. Let's talk about Whit. Um, so basically, this is a guy who was in his first year in the league, got named to the opening day roster. Oh, wait, no. What? I'm tripping. <laughs> Wrong player. Nah, Whit, Whit, has, Whit, Whit is our disappointing yeah. player, but he is not a rookie. In his seventh year, you know, Whit's been really good in the past. Career yeah, I was talking, okay, I was talking about Bobby Whit. Because I have Bobby Woods Fangraphs page up, I was tripping. No, nah, no worries. Yeah, but I mean, Whit Merrifield has been incredibly disappointing. Hitting 136, on base 164, slugging 169. His OPS is 333. I mean, for a guy that's a career 288 hitter with a career OPS of 763, this is a significant, significant downgrade for him. Um, his K percentage has nearly doubled what it normally is. Um, I mean, he's he's just not hitting the ball the way he's normally hitting the ball. Right. Did you say he's with WRC plus? I did not. Negative with Merrifield, right? Yeah. Negative seven. Oh. I did not know that was possible to have a negative oh. WRC plus. That's oh. what it says also, right now on Fangraphs. Also, I did make one mistake. His K percentage is actually half of what it was last year. He's in the top one percent in baseball, only striking at seven percent of the time. But when he hits the ball, it's not going anywhere. Negative zero point two WAR. Yeah. He's bad. He's been bad. This is a guy, like, if you're a boomer, you love him. But, like, yeah. even, even even disappointing boomers right now. Yeah. Pretty, I mean, pretty sad. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so surprising because Witt has been very consistently a solid hitter. I mean. Singles hitter, yeah. He hits all hits. Hits all, a lot of base hits usually. But this yeah. year, he only has two extra base hits. They're both doubles. No home runs. And only seven hits on the year in total. For Witt, that's unheard of. Yeah, no, he's 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 not been good. This like for advanced stat nerds, for boomers, for people who are on both have a foot on both sides of the line. He has just been not good. Anywhere you draw it up, um, he's been real disappointing. But in terms of the division as a whole, I mean, we're seeing Minnesota. I mean, it, it's been listen. The, it's it's always been known like for the last couple of years, Minnesota, the, the Central is a division. Where it's like, okay, you get in, you're probably getting eliminated first round, because yeah. the East, the East champion, the West champion, or even the wild card is probably better than you. 
Yeah. So like Minnesota made it. I mean, um, Chicago made it last year, but what the Yankees had a better record. The Yankees had a better record than them, or they had the same yes. amount of wins. They were yeah. close. I mean, thank. It's 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 a weak division. I mean, the best team is Minnesota, and they're eight and eight, right? The best team in that division is five hundred. In the end, um, Guardians aren't <laughs> <laughs> the Guardians are in second. They're seven and eight. You know, Chicago six and nine, Detroit six and nine. Kansas City five and nine. So I mean, this is not a strong division at all. No. I mean, right? While that being said, I have I'm not picking any of these teams to win the World Series. I'm not either, but I do have Minnesota winning the Central. I know a lot of people don't. I think that Correa will Correa's also not had a good start to the year. I think he will get better. I think Joe Ryan is a really nice piece on that team. I think oh, forgot his name. Their new closure. Uh Nick, if you don't remember his name, that's fine. He's been fantastic for them. Uh, really, really good splitter. I think Minnesota has enough to win a week central. I think the White Sox challenge them for it. I think the White Sox finish second. White Sox are the team a lot of people have win in the central. They have a lot more star power, but I mean, when Lurie Garcia is your two hitter and going over four or three strikeouts a game, it's not a great sign. Um, have Detroit finishing third in that. I think Javi Baez, when he comes back, is healthy enough. Him, Torkelson, you have Casey Mize. The team has some pieces that are pretty solid to finish third in the central. Guardians, I think they fall off. It's pretty much a Jose Ramirez and then maybe Owen Miller and Quan if they keep playing well. Shane Bieber could be good, but that's one pitcher. Have them finishing fourth in the Central. And then the Royals finishing last. They're a fun young team. I think Witt will be good in the future. Bobby Witt. But right now, they don't really have enough to compete. Yeah, so personally, um, I got the White Sox win the Central. I just think they're going to take advantage and exploit that weak division. Um, second place, I got Detroit. Um, so far, based on what I've seen so far, even though they're six and nine, I think that, you know, we played them last week, you know, the Yankees. So uh, I've just got to see a little bit of them. I think Perkelson picks it up. I Miguel Cabrera just got his 3,000 hit. So congrats to him. Um, you know, he's that's a great milestone. And I think that they got Riley Green's going to come up when he gets Ooh. off the, you know, the injured list. So, um, I think this is a team that's young that obviously you mentioned they have Javi Baez now. Um, and they're going to be hungry because, I mean, they have a manager that wants to, you know, is going to encourage them to fight, Major Hinch. So, um, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think the White Sox come in second. I'm not White Sox. The, the Tigers come in second. Third, I um, got Cleveland. Um, Are you on Minnesota fourth? <laughs> yeah, Minnesota fourth. Um, partly because I, I mean, if I can't, comes back down to earth and he's just bad. I hope it doesn't happen. I hope that doesn't happen because it's bad for the Yankees that happens. But if it somehow happens and Correa picks it up, I would be very much pushing for him to get traded for at the trade deadline since he's going to opt out of his deal anyway. But he is going to opt out. Anyway, but yeah, Minnesota in fourth. I mean, I just don't think they're good enough at all. And then, I mean, in comparison, I could see them. I could I could easily see a situation where it's Chicago, Cleveland, Minnesota, Detroit, but I'm, I'm going with – uh, Chicago, Detroit, Cleveland, Minnesota, and then regardless, anyway, you draw it up. I have Kansas City finishing fifth. They're just the weakest team out of this division. Not to yep. say the division is strong at all, because like I said, it's a weak division. But Kansas City in fifth. So those are my predictions based on what I've seen so far. Um, onto the AL West, I'll start this one off. Well, actually, no, this is a guy you were really passionate about, so I'll let you start this one off. I'll start the I'll start the NL East. Okay, the guy that I'm impressed with, he is fantastic, and his name is Ty France. Ty French is criminally underrated as a first baseman for the Mariners because he plays for the Mariners. 
so far this year, hitting 375, then on base of 459, slugging a 656, OPS of 1.115. Top top 97th percent next Woba, 98th percentage in XBA, 91st percentage in next slugging, 92% in K percentage. That's when it stands out to me. As a first baseman, being in the top 8% in baseball in K percentage is unheard of. He has been fantastic all year, already has four home runs, seven extra base hits on the year in just in just 74 plate appearances. Uh, I mean, top 3% in x but like I said, he's hitting a sweet spot, sweet spot percentage of 47.1%, which is also unheard of. Uh, Ty France would get a lot more recognition if he wasn't playing in Seattle. Great. I mean, that's a place where a lot of people get recognized. don't get recognition unless your name is Ichiro Suzuki, but or kind of kind of Seeger slash JP Crawford a little bit. Ken Griffey Jr. Um, (laughs) And Griffey, true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, France, this is I mean, we've seen glimpses of this already, so it's not really a shock to me, but it doesn't make it any less impressive. Um, you said all the stats, so I won't go over that, but I mean, uh, this is a guy who's just who joined Seattle in 2020. Um, I'm guessing like you know, I guess the change of scenery helped a lot, and he's been great early on for a team that is trying to challenge in the NL in the AOS. Yep. Um, because you know, last year another team 91 wins, but they missed the playoffs, right, with the Mariners. So, um, have a guy like France, you know, playing this well early on is important for the team success if they're going to want to beat that Astros team. Because listen, as much as the Astros have lost Correa, you know, they 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 lost Spring, they lost Spring last couple of years. They've lost Morton. They lost Cole. They've lost a lot. Keiko, I mean, Keiko's been awful. It's awful, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't get Cole, out. The big three, yeah, Cole Springer, Correa, right? But they still don't miss a beat. The Astros went to the World Series last year, and they find ways to get it done because they're just an amazing team. They have major coaching. Or they have an amazing, you know, garbage can. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> <laughs> in all seriousness, uh, the Mariners are. Facing them down in that division, and this is a good start for it. We're gonna talk about the team in a minute, but like him being off to a good start helps them a lot in that journey of claiming the West. So great for Ty France, but um, the disappointing player is Marcus Simeon. Um, the contract he signed, what was it, seven years, one seventy? <laughs> I don't know. It was too much. Is all I know. This is it's it's actually insane because he. All right, so. He signs that one-year deal in Toronto, top three MVP finish. Has an amazing year. The whole point was to do what he did, right? Pop Literally. off, get a bag in the offseason. And he, he did what he set out to do. He got his bag. Scott Boris, well, is Scott Boris? Yeah, right? Yeah. Scott Boris got him his bag. That happened, right? He, he succeeded at his goal. He got his bag, and now he's playing awful. It's and they signed Seager and Seager hasn't been that good. I don't think either, right? No, he's not. So what? Um, Simeon has a twenty nine WRC plus negative zero point <laughs> two WAR, two uh, two hundred. He's you know two hundred WOBA. He's slugging two eleven. Oh, base percentage is two nineteen. His average one fifty eight. You know what else? Um, some standard stats. He has hitting one eighty three. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. I mean, oh um. He, on Fangraphs, I'm with 58, but I mean, it's he's hitting just, under 200. Yeah, he's not hitting well. He's, he's been awful. Um, I don't know. It's just, just I can't say I'm shocked weird. because I can't say I'm shocked because I feel like I've seen bad. We've seen bad years from him. 
We've also seen the MVP years type years from him, right? Like in Oakland, he had a couple, he had a great, you know, MVP caliber seasons. Toronto last year, obviously. I mean, I witnessed it and it sucked to witness, you know, but I got some baggy, other fun stats about him too so far. Yeah, Ready for, for the, this for the year he's for the for the for the for the contract he signed, this is incredibly, incredibly disappointing. And and the hype surrounding this team. Ready for this? Bottom 15% in average ex, average exit velo, bottom 9% in hard hit percentage. Bottom 7% in ex-woba. Bottom 7% in ex-batting average. Bottom 11% in ex-slugging. Bottom 11% in OAA. Just has not been good. End of story. Not at all. And it's truly unfortunate. Um, like I said, the contract, Absurd. it's just like considering that it's, it, 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 it's, it's absolutely like flabbergasting how bad he's been. Um, obviously, it's still like for all these guys that we talk about, it's early on. But so Jesus, early. like considering the MVP fin, like top MVP finish yeah last year, because like the two guys who finished other than top three was Otani and Vlad. They've gone off to great starts, right? So um, that's disappointing for you know the AL West in terms of the you know division as a whole. I talked about Seattle. They have the, they're tied for the best record in the American League with the Yankees and Toronto, and obviously that means the AL West. Uh, the Angels are nine and seven. They're in second. Oakland's nine and eight. Good for them. Seven and eight start for Houston, and then a five and ten start for Texas. You know all the money they spent this offseason so far not successful. You know Houston started off slow, but they're the Astros. I know they'll pick it up. Mariners, great start following their ninety-one win season, and then the Angels are the don't know. We don't know what to make of them. They could be good every year. They could be awful every year. Um, and then Oakland, you know, won't be this great for long, but I mean, hey, uh, good for them. Have a good start. Good for um, them and their 3,000 fans. Yeah. And then, <laughs> oh, one thing we didn't mention, Jose Ramirez on that extension with the Guardians. Just yes. wanted to mention that. Um, yes. So he's going to be there for the long haul. But and he's fantastic. Yeah. He's been amazing. But um, so um, my, I'll give my predictions first. Um, So in the AL West, let's see. Um, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna go crazy here. I love I'm gonna, it. Let's see it. I'm gonna stick with Seattle to win the division. No, nice. I think that I think they could pull it out. Right, I think they could do this. Um, not by same situation as the Yankees and the Blue Jays. I think they win the division. If they are, it'll be by like two, three games. Right. Houston comes in second, obviously in the playoffs. Third place, LA Angels. Depending on how the other playoff spots fall out, I could see a situation where we see. Well, let's see. It'd be tough. It'd be tough for them to make it. Let's just say yeah, that. it'd be tough if they're competing with Tampa Bay, but um, they'd have to. Yeah, their pitching have to perform well. I mean, it'd be tough. Yeah, it'd be tough, but I think the Angels come in third. Texas, I think Texas comes in fourth and Oakland comes in fifth. I think Texas, obviously, they got off the slow star. We talked about how the money and you know has not worked out so far, but it's only 15 games. And I think at the end of the day, Texas is a little bit too talented to come in fifth. Um, that's a colossal fail if they do. And the A's just had a fire sale. So they're expect they're not expected to win. Um, yeah, I got that. Those are my standings. You think you went crazy? I'm gonna go even crazier. I think the Angels figure it out. West champs? Angels, I, uh-huh. Western champs? I think the Angels win the West. 
Wow. I think they figure it out. I think Trout's healthy all year. I think Rendon goes back to Washington form. I think Otani has not quite a repeat year, but a fantastic year. And I think Syndergaard is the two-starter that that team needed. I think that team is really, really good on paper. I think that team can be really good. Joe Adele is looking really good so far. They finally have a closure. I think that team can be scary. I think Seattle finishes second. I have Houston finishing third in the West. Altuve's hurt right now. Yeah, it's not going to be long, but who knows about hamstrings. And besides for, I mean, him and Bregman, like they're some, they're some of the guys are getting old. They're losing some pieces. Brantley's what is he? 35, 36. I mean, the team, like the team. Yeah, they're solid. And yeah, they're always going to compete. But I think this is a pretty tight AL West with three teams finishing well above 500, but Houston finishing third. I think that Seattle has a nice young core. While I don't think Robbie Ray is a true ace, I think he works for them as an ace, at least for this year. I think um, Matt Brash as a two is going to be really, really good. Talked about how good Ty France has been, how good JP has been. Uh, I think that, that that team is good enough to finish second. I think that Houston finishes third. Um, I don't think they make the playoffs for the first time in a while. I know that seems kind of crazy. I have Texas finishing fourth. Um, team's too talented to finish fifth. Oakland and their 3,000 fans. I think they're the second worst team in the American League. I think Kristen Pache has a breakout year, but besides for that, that team is bad. That's my AL West. Super Las Vegas A's, but uh, oh yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, if I'm being honest, I think the NL, the AL American League champion comes out of the East. I do. Uh, and it's Yankees or Toronto. Yeah, I'm one gonna of the hope two. I'm gonna hope Yankees. <laughs> but, but yeah, I'm in that same boat. But yeah, yeah it could be Yankees one of the two. Or Toronto, um, and if not Houston, but I'm betting I'm, I would. If I, I don't I, have, if it's not from the East for me, it's the fucking Angels. Oh wow, nah, no chance. <laughs> I think there's no chance the Angels come out of the American League. Um, but like I would, what I like to see like. <laughs> Would I love to see the downfall of Houston? Of course. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. But Yankees, Yankees, I, yeah, I mean. Yankees or Jays, one of the two. Yankees or Jays for the American League. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're going to move on to the National League divisions. Um, we'll start the NLEs, and I'll start with imp- uh, impressing Pablo Lopez of the Miami Marlins. So Pablo has had a great start to the year. Um, is less than one ERA, 0.52. Uh, his war is 0.7. He has a fifth of uh, 1.65 in 17.1 innings pitched in three games started. You know, he has a K percentage of 26.6. A walk, he's walked the percentage of 4.7, then a four, uh, 40.9 ground ball percentage um, this year. Um, BAPIP 227, you know, K per nine, 8.83. 1.56 uh, walk per nine, then z- 0.00 homer per nine. Yep. Um, You know, like I said, ERA 0.52, expect ERA 2.67. Um, he's been great, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't have much to add on Pablo Lopez. I think that, again, he's under-repped because he's not even the one starter on a team that my, not many people know about. Teams like a Miami and go, yeah, they have great young pitching. And behind Sandy Alcantara, they don't really know much about it. But Bo Lopez is a guy that they're going to start knowing about. Um, I think he's been developing really well for the last couple of years. This is his, what is it, fifth year in the bigs? 
and he's pretty much gotten better. He's trending in an upward direction. He has been for the last five years. Uh, the one stat that you didn't mention that I would like to is his chase rate, top 15% in baseball in that. I think that's a really, really important stat. One of my favorites looking at when looking at starters and honestly relievers as well, just pitchers in general. Um, I think Pablo Lopez would would and should be an ace on a lot of teams, even though not many people know who he is. Um, I mean, bright spot on the Miami team that's not expected to do much this year. Their pitching in two, three years, though, is going to be unhittable. Yeah, Luzardo is in there. Luzardo, I mean, Alcantara, Pablo Lopez. They have some other guys, too. No. Yeah. yeah. So, um, the disappointing player we have so far is another pitcher um, from the Philadelphia Phillies, Zach Wheeler. Um, yeah, so Wheeler's basically yeah, 8.53 ERA. Um, 0.1 war, um, X expected area of 4.48, um, FIP 4.03, uh, 7.82 K per nine, but 2.84, you know, walk per nine and home per nine is 0.71. This is in 12.2 innings pitched across three starts. That's just not good. Um, not at all. at all, especially um, for a guy who I had come into this year, year as number, my number four starter in baseball. Tough. Yeah, my number, my number four is looking good, Max Scherzer. This is not what you wanted out of Zach Greer to start the year, and I'm a little disappointed. I mean, ex-Wobo, bottom 28%. XERA, bottom 28%. Expected batting average, bottom 17%. And the one that scares me the most, I just talked about Chase rate, a little different, is whiff percentage, bottom 13%. He's not getting swings and misses when he needs to be getting swings and misses. He was the horse, too. He pitched the most things in the league last year, right? I think. Yeah. A lot of innings last year. Um, like 12.2 innings through three starts is like, that's like four innings. Wait, wait, wait. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Four innings. It's like four innings a start. Yeah. I mean, last year, 213 like, innings. Like start three, you should be like probably like what, five or six innings into the game. But like consistent, like I feel like you should be definitely like increasing innings every game you go out there, but yeah, you just pretty much been status quo. I mean, obviously it's not exactly cutting out four, four and four because it's 12.2 and it maybe he's had three and then seven and then yeah, who knows? Two. I mean, I don't know, but like he's been yeah, bad. He's, he, yeah. He's been bad. Um, so Zach Wheeler's a disappointing player, you know, to talk about the East a little and at least a little more, the Mets have the best record in baseball at 12. Yeah. And obviously in the NL East at 12 and five, no, Dodgers, Dodgers 11 4 is a little better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They've played, they've, they have one less win and one. Yeah. 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 Less so, um, Miami's second place, seven and eight. Atlanta, that defending World Series champs, seven and 10. Philly, six and 10. And then Washington is six and 12. Expects that you expect it from Washington. They're not good. Philly, I mean, they have a great offense, awful bullpen, awful defense. Those are the same the last three years. Yeah. They're, as soon as their starter comes out of the game, you better be up like six or seven because they have no one back there. You better be and up I six or seven because you're going to be only be up by two when it comes to the ninth inning. Yeah. At the back. And in the best case scenario, Atlanta, yeah. I mean, I think they'll pick it up. They've done this before where they start off slow. I mean, they weren't winning the ad. They, they, they didn't take that NL East lead until like what, all, late August, September? Late. Um, yeah. The Mets were leading the division for longer last year than they weren't. And they didn't even make the playoffs. So, yep. Mets obviously, like I said, looked good. Looks look good. Um, however, you know, I'm probably gonna be a lot of hate for saying this. Um, they do this every single year where they start amazing and then they just come crashing 
in like what it'll take till June. They'll, you know, have an awful like two weeks before the all-star break. Like they're trying to get to the all-star break so they can get a breather. It'll happen. And then the all-star break passes and then they're still falling like from, you know, the face of the earth and everything comes crashing. Like the Grom's not even playing right now. They've got also the great thought off to this great start. So maybe that's a difference where like, he'll give them a jolt when, you know, and they're supposed to be struggling in terms of like the, you know, the way things have gone the last couple of years in a time when they usually would be struggling, I guess you could say in comparison, they maybe they won't because the ground is coming back and it gives them that extra, you know, little bit of life. But we'll see in my, I talked in the last time I have talked about Miami. Um, they're not expected to do much, but I mean, who's, who knows? They can be a sleeper team. They're a team you don't want to play down the stretch and late into the season because I feel like they can ruin your season. Um, but yeah, so I'll go first with the predictions. Um, in the East, um, I'm, I'm going to go Atlanta. Screw the Mets. I'm sorry. Wow. Um, I, I mean, that's that's probably biased, but I mean, I still think Atlanta – is a great team. I, I, I'm not really to give up on them. They won four straight t- division titles. I, I, I mean, as much as, as great as the Mets are, um, although I do have Mets, Mets making the playoffs, um, I think the Braves are still a team to be. I mean, they're the World Series champions, so they, of course, they have to be. Um, and they'll figure it out, you know, soon. And, um, you know, they have that bullpen from last year that was carrying them through the postseason. More ends back from that, you know, World Series injury. Max Freed has been great. Um, who else? Oh, Kyle Anderson. Um, Cunha's coming back. Cunha's coming back. I mean, they get, arguably got better at first base, even though they like all Freddie Freeman. And they, they got Matt Olson. I mean, I come think on. Matt Olson is comparable, if not better. Yeah, to Freddie Freeman, exactly. And like I said, Acuna's coming back. Um, they'll figure it out. Um, second place, I got the Mets. Um, like I said, they always usually do this. They'll come crashing down. But I don't think they'll come crashing, crashing. You know, it'll be like – a little tumble, but um, they'll come in second in the NL in the NL East. Third place, I got Philly. I mean, classic Phils, right? Sounds about right. Fourth, Miami, and then fifth, Washington. I think those are pretty much status quo. Um, yeah. Uh, mine's a little different. I think the Mets have figured it out this year. I think that team's really, really good. I think the team's really scary if the ground treasure are healthy, especially in a shorter playoff series, because I mean, you have two starters who are two top five starters in baseball or top six as I have them. Um, I think that offense is also really good. I think the most underrated signing of the offseason by far was Mark Hanna. Really, really like him. Really like what he does. Wanted the Yankees to get him, honestly, even though they don't really need him. I think Mark Hanna is a fantastic piece for that team. Uh, I think the Mets are by far the most talented team in the East and really kind of honestly see them running away with it. Second, I have Atlanta. They're going to figure it out. Don't think they're as good as the Mets, though. It's kind of all I have to say. I don't think Philly finishes third. I think Miami does. I think that young pitching staff starts to figure it out, especially later in the year. They have a lot of young guys on that team that are really, really good. Oh, that's so bad. Yeah, I think that, I mean, a lot of people don't know who's going to pitch for that team, but they're still going to throw seven scoreless. That's kind of how I see Miami as of right now. The Phillies, yeah, their offense is good. Their pitching is so atrocious that I see them finishing fourth in the East. Yes, Schwarber and Castellanos help a lot. But honestly, I mean, they, when I mean, especially if Wheeler isn't good, the team has, they have Nola one day a week, and that is it. I mean, besides that bullpen is atrocious. I've said it a lot of times. I have them finishing fourth. Washington's rebuilding. They have Soto. He's cool to watch. He's cool to watch. He's fun. Besides that, that's it. Pretty old man, but yeah. Yeah. So moving on to the NL Central, um, I'll let Noah take this one off. 
Okay, our our impress our impressing player from the NL Central. It's a pretty obvious one. It's Seiya Suzuki. I mean, hitting 354 on base of 492, slugging a 688 and an OPS of 1.180. Top 3% in baseball in ex-WOBA. Top 1% in baseball in barrel percent in walk percent in chase rate. Uh, top 15% in max exit velo. Top 25% in hard hit percentage. I don't need to hear read more stats. He's hitting the ball hard. He's hitting it a lot. And it's cool. Top 5% in sprint speed. Didn't know he was that fast. Not really important, but just thought it was cool to mention. Um, the Cubs desperately needed him to be good to have any chance in the central. And he's been more than good so far. Been fantastic to watch. Also a 22.4% walk rate. I mean, he's walking almost one out of four bats, which is unheard of. Um, just been fantastic so far. And hope he continues because he's awesome to watch. Agreed. Um, you know, you mentioned the Cubs, you know, you know, having a chance in the central. I mean, this is a team who's like not probably probably not going to make the playoffs, but in all honesty, I mean, this is a reason for fans to come to the ballpark, right? He comes exactly. over from Japan, he signs the five-year deal, and it's like, hey, our new big signing, and he's exciting, he hits bombs, and you know, he's fun to watch. You know, and you know, a year where you're not going to contend, at least the least you can do is you know have a player that you know people actually want to come to the ballpark to see, and I feel like he's done that a lot for Chicago. Um. You know, anytime you have a new signing, you know, you, it's exciting for the it's exciting for the exciting for the fans, you know, it gets people's attention and, you know, it, it helps a lot more when the player, you know, lives up to the expectations. And I think he's done just that. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm, I, I mentioned earlier when I was talking about Quan making you know all star team because I mentioned how he's a rookie and, like, you know, we don't know how, you know, to start. But this is someone I think is making the all star team. I agree. I think Sam makes the all star team. So, um. I, I'm just really happy for him. I'm really happy for Chicago because I know that, you know, last probably um, last uh, trade deadline was tough. Their core from the 2016 World Series everyone gone. So, I mean, that's got to – obviously, that had to hurt. And, you know, a lot of talk about, oh, will they spend? Will they not spend? Um, but they got a guy who wants to be there, and she wants to be in Chicago, and he's played well so far. So, great, great you know, marriage there. And I'm happy for both, you know, both parties for, for Saya, for the organization, for the fans. And I hope he continues his main start. Um, on to the disappointing player, uh, Noah. Our disappointing player, as sad as it makes me to say it, because I love him, it's Joey Votto. Joey Votto in his age 38 year is just not hitting the ball well. Hitting the, he's hitting 151. On base, 297, still walking a decent amount. I mean, it's always what it does. But uh, slugging of 170 and an OPS of 467. I mean, he's a career 300 hitter, career 933 OPS. Yes, he's clearly on the tail end of his career. But when I mean he's hitting the ball terribly, just listen to these stats. He's in the bottom 6% in baseball in ex-WOBA, bottom 3% in XBA, bottom 1% in ex-slugging. Bottom 6% in K percentage, which is really, really unlike Joey Votto. Bottom 8% in whiff percentage, also really unlike Joey Votto. And in the bottom 12% in hard hit and hard hit percentage. He is not hitting the ball, period. My, my, my favorite slash most upsetting Joey Votto stat, his OAA is in the bottom 1% in baseball. He is not hitting the ball well. He has one extra base hit on the year, and he has, what is it, eight hits in total? Joey Votto, I mean, 
is his career is nearing the tail end, and that was obvious, but I didn't expect it to be so drastic. Yeah, you hit it right the nail. Pretty disappointing. I mean, I don't know when he's going to retire, but I'm hoping he has better use than this one. <laughs> uh, towards, you know, the, you know, more end, the true end of his career. But, um, yeah, he's um, not got off to a great start. I mean, they're not going to be a good team this year. So, I mean, this just certainly does not help at all if, you know, they even thought of winning. I mean, every organization yeah, should bad. have him. Could have the mentality of wanting to win, but like this is just making the situation a lot worse. But yeah, I mean, unfortunate in terms of like you, I mentioned you know the winning aspect of all this. I think Cincinnati's finishing last in the central. Um, I don't, but I'll get there. <laughs> like right now, they're in last at three and thirteen. Um, Milwaukee, um, St. Louis is in first at nine and five. Milwaukee's ten and six. They're in second. Pittsburgh is eight and eight. They're in third. And Chicago seven and nine, they're in fourth. But like my predictions, I've got St. Louis finishing first, Milwaukee finishing second, um, Chicago finishing third, Pittsburgh fourth, Cincinnati fifth. Um, I just think that Milwaukee's offense isn't that good. Now, not that's not to say I don't think they can make a run in the postseason because pitching matters in the postseason. So if you remember my pre, you know, my opening day episode, I said Yankees Brewers in the World Series and I'm not sure if I stand by that now, but like I feel like when it gets to the postseason, and I mean I know last year their offense fell apart and they had the pitching and they didn't end up winning the DS first to phrase, but all it takes is a great stretch of offense, and you know obviously their pitching will do the rest. But um, I still have them coming in second, and St. Louis is, you know, he just acquired Stephen Matz in the offseason. Um, obviously their offense is great; they have the best defense in the league, and um, uh, yeah, I th- I think St. Louis is able to win that division. You know, they were, they were in the Walker game last year, but I think this year they take back the Central. I say Milwaukee in second. Chicago, I, I think they're kind of the definition of a third-place team. Yep. Um, literally, I talked about Saya, and, you know, they have a bunch of guys who are getting time because they traded all their stars at the trade deadline, like I mentioned before. And, um, you know, who knows? Um, the wild cards will probably be filled by, you know, West and East teams, but I mean, Agreed. if I know Cubs fans, they gotta be saying if there's a god, they'll make it. But um, right. you know, Pittsburgh in fourth, you know, I can see them coming fifth, but I'll just say it'll be fourth because I think Cincinnati is gonna be that bad. So, um, I have Milwaukee winning the Central as much as I would rather the Cardinals win it. Nothing against the Brewers, it's just they don't play a fun brand of baseball, in my opinion. I don't know. They have really good pitching. They have average hitting. Hater's really good. Devin Williams is really good. They win a lot of low-scoring close games, which is scary when the playoffs come, but I don't know. For me, not fun to watch in the regular season. Um, I have St. Louis coming in a close second. I think, that's, I, think the, I think the St. Louis Cardinals are the most talented team in the Central, but aren't going to fully figure it out for a while. Uh, because of that, I have the Brewers beating them by a game or two. Like, hit it, hit it right on. Cubs are, Cubs are definition of a third-place team. Team is average in a lot of ways and will finish third in an average division. Um, fourth, I have the Reds. They're bad, but not as bad as the Pirates are. And that's the nicest thing I can say about them as of right now. I think India is cool. I think Vada will turn it around a bit. I think um, Tyler Stevenson is a good young catcher. Senzel is decent. They have a lot of moving parts that aren't great, but I think are good enough to beat out a Pirates team that has one player that I want to watch, and that's Cabrian Hayes. Yeah. 
he's the only one I care about on that team. Yep. All right, NL West. Nick, you um, want to start it yeah. off with pressing us? So the NL West, um, our impressing guy. I think we talked about it before we started recording. He leads the league in war, MLB in war so far, correct? Um, Manny correct. Machado of the San Diego Padres. And this is important because they don't have Fernando Tatis Jr. right now, right? Motorcycle accident before the season started. Um, heard it. What is his wrist? Uh, if I can remember correctly, he's he's not playing right now, right? Yeah, I think he had to get surgery. So, um, you know, I don't know. I don't remember what he's coming back. But, you know, for a team that in the 2020 shocked a lot of people, challenged the Dodgers for that division, got eliminated by the Dodgers in the playoffs, went out, got you Darvish, traded for Joe Musgrove. Um, what else did they do that offseason? Um, I mean, those are the two. Oh, Blake Snell, traded for Blake Snell, yep, right? Um, they disappointed in 2021, right? They only won like 78 games, didn't make the playoffs. Um, you know, the Bryce Fox were Cronenworth, and obviously Tatis when he was playing, but he got injured Cronin. a lot last year. Um, they traded for Luke Voigt this offseason. Um, they made a couple other moves, but I mean, I'm Manny Machado is consistently, I think he's played, I think they say he's played the most games in the league since 2015. Right, um, he's he he he's in a mate. I think he's really underrated right now. I'm not gonna lie to you, um, because I feel I feel it's the same case how Bryce Harper was. I know Manny's never won an MVP, but I feel like his contract, because of how big his contract is, people don't give him as much attention because they just assume he should be, you know. 450 homers, you know, 300 average, blah, 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 whatever it may be. But, I mean, he doesn't get enough attention because, I mean, he's in – I'm not saying San Diego is a bad place to be in, but, like, the disappointment year that last year, there's not many eyes around them right now. Most eyes in that division are on the Dodgers and the Giants. Um, but Manny's been that guy for years now, right? I don't think anything's yeah. changed. I'm, I'm a big fan of Manny Machado. And to see him start off like this, you know, his stats, I'll read them out to you. Um, he's a 192 WRC plus to start the year. You know, he's already at 1.3 war. Um, he has a 440 Woba, um, you know, expected Woba of 351. He's hitting 339 on base percentage of 426, slugging 576. You know, he has a walk percentage of 11.8, um, 20.6 K percentage, but his backup is 405. And I mean, listen, he's, um, He's an MVP caliber player at his best. I agree. Right? Um, and I'm not shocked to see him off to this great start. Yeah, I don't have much to add. That's a really, really good description of him. I think it's interesting to note his walk percentage is the highest has been in his career so far. Um, I think that shows in his – I think that just shows his maturity, um, willing to take pitches, willing to not be the guy who swings at everything, um, which he kind of has been in the past – um, hitting the ball really hard, hard hit percentage, top 6% of baseball. Nick pretty much did everything else. Manny Machado was fantastic when he's, when he's at his best. And when he's not at his best, he's still pretty good. And I think Manny Machado is going to have a really good year. So that's our impressive player um, in the NL West. And our disappointing player is on a disappointing team. Um, the Arizona Diamondbacks, um, Cattell Marte. Um, Cattell... He has a 46 WRC plus, X Wobo of 269, you know, Wobo of 231, 
negative 0.3 negative 0.3 war um this year so far he's only walking 6.5 uh 6.1 percent of the time a 27.3 k percentage that's the highest ever in his career yeah it's what like six games but like that's by far his next highest was 17 so he's oh no 18. um so he's up nine nine percent um back and that 18 percent just to add was in his the 17 and 18 percent were his first two years in the league yeah so i mean he's not off to a good start at all i mean same case that i said with joey Votto. Um, on a team that's not going to be good anyway, not helping at all. Um, yeah, what do you have on Cattell? Yeah, I mean, the fact that they can pitch around him doesn't help him, but the fact that they can pitch around him and he's still not walking at all is really concerning to me. Um, bottom 14% next Woba, bottom 13% next slugging, bottom 13% barrel percentage, bottom 11% in OAA, no home runs, a uh, couple doubles, but mostly, I mean, what is it, 10 hits on the year so far? I mean, yeah, 67 plate appearances, 10 hits. It's not, it's not what you want, especially from, I mean, he's by far the best and honestly the only real good hitter on that team. So like I said before, the most, the, the thing that scares me the most about this and the fact that I don't think this will change that much is that on a team where you are going to work around him on a nightly basis, he is walking 6% of the time. That is virtually nothing. And the fact that they're going to work around him and he still walks for some time is scary. Um, I like to tell Marte. I think he's a fun player to watch. Don't know if he's going to have a great year. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, he'll probably have an average year. Um, yeah. Not expecting a lot from the Diamondbacks, but I mean, he's supposed to be the one bright spot on that team. So. There's that in terms of the division. I mean, Dodgers are 11 and four, Giants are 11 and five. So we're seeing already the horse race that we saw oh, last yeah. year. Um, Colorado sent five shockingly this so far. They've been shocking everyone. Who know, I don't know how, but you know, they got Chris Bryant in the offseason. So, um, trying to win, I don't, I don't know, but I mean, so far, so good, I guess. Um, tennis, San Diego's 10 and seven, and then Arizona is, um, six and 10. Um, but I mean, status quo from the top of the division. Dodgers and Giants last year fought it down to the last day. Giants won the division at 106 wins. Oh, no, 107. It might have been 107. The Dodgers at 106, or they were at Something around that the number. Dodgers at 105. But yeah. whatever. Giants had to play the Walker. Had 100-plus wins and played an 88-win Cardinals in the Walker game. Obviously beat them. And then they took out. They finally won the war. You know, They lost the battle of the division, but they won the war. They took out the Giants in five in the NLDS last year. But down the stretch, that was so fun to watch. They're, every game they played against each other was, you know, high stakes. Um, and we're seeing some of it. You know, I don't think they've played so far this year against each other. But um, to start, you know, we've, we're seeing the same thing, you know, close race in the NOS. Obviously, like I said, it's only been 15 or so games, but um, they picked up where they left off. But in terms of my predictions, now I'll let Noel give his. Um, I've got the Dodgers winning the West. I think San Diego actually comes in second. Now, in terms of second and third, so I think San Francisco comes in third, but I think that, like I said with the Yankees and Blue Jays, and like I said with the Mariners and Astros, I think that it's really close, except this one is for second and third instead of first and second. I think San Diego and San Francisco finish within like a game or two of you know second and third. I could either even see San Francisco finishing in second and San Diego finishing third. But in fourth, I've got Colorado, and in fifth, I've got Arizona. Um, my hottest take of the episode is going to come in this NL West prediction. So at the top, Dodgers are the best team in baseball. 
They're going to win the West. I don't really see a question about it. And I think the Giants are easily going to come in second in the West. Um, Nick hit on a lot of the points. They're the two best teams in the division. It's not close. I think the Rockies finish third in the NL West. I know it sounds crazy, but I like what they've done so far. They have a lot of guys who have hit the ball well. CJ Crone leads the league in home runs. Chris Bryant is going to be really good. Uh, Brendan Rogers is a guy at second base that I like a lot that I've liked for years that I think will be solid. And I don't think the Padres have what it takes. Uh, they didn't last year and I don't see them having it this year. The team, while they have talent, they don't mesh well together. And I think that's really important. I think Sean Manaya has a bad year. I don't know if Tatis comes back as he is. Yeah, I think Machado is really good, but I think Cronenworth falls off a little bit. Jerickson Profar is not going to continue doing what he's doing. I don't think this team is that good. And I think they finished fourth in the West. And I think they surprise a lot of people with how bad they are. And yeah, the Diamondbacks are bad. They're finishing last. Yeah. So, I mean, we have two, you know, you know, we have different predictions in terms of the West, but I mean, I think it's pretty clear the Dodgers win that one. And um, let's real quick, I'm going to talk about league. Um, best team in the NL, I'm still going Dodgers. I'm too. Right. Uh, far and away. I mean, okay. If the Mets can win the division, I feel like they can be close in the NL, but I still think the Dodgers are the team that be in the National League. I have Dodgers I'm, won Mets too. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, Dodgers won Braves too. Uh, I even got Mets three, honestly, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll say that, you know, as much as it hurts, but man, that's what I'll say. Um, in the, in the, in the American League, Yankees won, Blue Jays two, Astros three. No, sorry. No, 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 no. That goes against what I say with the division. Um, sorry. Yankees one, Blue Jays two, Mariners three. Those are my top three teams. Um, I have Yanks one, Toronto two, and I think that's going to be one, two all year. I think the Angels figure it out. Angels three. <laughs> You're putting it on the line for these Angels, huh? Angels figure it out. This is, this is the year the Angels finally figure out how to throw a baseball. And then get clapped in the first round. And then... I'll say I'll say lose it in the DS. So they get out of the wild card series. Yeah. And then they lose in the DS. I say lose in the DS. So who so okay, so like all right, so I, I I'm personally right now, I'm saying Yankees one seed at yeah. Yankees one seed. No, 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 no. Okay, okay, yeah. Hold on, hold on. White yep. Sox one seed as cause their division is so awful. They just stack up wins. I disagree. Wait, no, no, no. Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. wait. There's no way the White Sox are the one seed. I'm sorry. It's the Yanks are the one seed. Okay, Yanks one seed. No, White Sox are going to be two. Yes, I – Well, Mariners three. Minnesota two, but okay. (laughs) Okay, White Sox two. Okay, Yankees one, White Sox two, Mariners three seed. Okay, you ready for this? Wait, wait, wait. wait. I'm not – Angels two. No. No. Angels two, Minnesota, Minnesota three. Okay, now I've got Yankees one, White Sox two, Mariners three. The three wild cards: Toronto four, um, Tampa Bay five, and then oh god, well, I guess Houston six. But you know what? I want to do so bad. I want to put Detroit in that six spot. So bad, so so bad. All right, you but ready for it's mine? Going, it's going to Houston. You ready for mine? Yanks one, Angels two, Minnesota three. My three wild cards, Tampa four, 
Toronto five. Chicago five. Toronto six. No, Toronto. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, we're gonna redo that. I forgot about Toronto. Okay, Yanks one. L.A. two. Minnesota three. Toronto four. Tampa five. And then the White Sox, I don't know, White Sox or Mariners for the six. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, you, said, you said Toronto four, who five? Tampa. Tampa. Okay, Tampa five. Yeah. Okay, so same as me. And then six, you said Angels. Six, you it's, said- in, it's between Chicago and Seattle. So Houston's not making it. Houston is not making the playoffs. Wow. Okay, so the defending AL champs, the winners of the AL, they've gone to the ALCS five years in a row, World Series three times in the last five years. Sorry, Mattress Mac, you got no one to bet on this year. Oh God. So okay, and then in the in the NL, I've got okay Dodgers one, Atlanta. No, yeah, yeah, Atlanta two. Wait, oh yeah, no, Atlanta two, and I'll go St. Louis three, Mets four. More Giants five gotta be no more. I'm going Milwaukee five, Giants six. All right, I have no, 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 I can't go. No, 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 San Diego six. Okay, San Diego six. Um, I got LA one, Mets two, Milwaukee three, San Fran four. St. Louis five, Atlanta six. So you said Dodgers, Mets. Dodgers, Mets, Brewers. Okay. Giants, Cardinals, Braves. Okay. All right. So the way mine's work at mine, mine works out. I've got wild card. Okay. First series, four, five, Toronto, Tampa Bay, Toronto. They'll play the Yankees. And then three, uh, three, who's three, six? Uh, oh, Seattle. Who's a six? Oh, Seattle, Houston. Oh, that's a fun series. I'm going Houston. Um, okay. Houston, and then Yankees, Blue Jays, um, Astros, and White Sox, Yankees, and then Astros. And Yankees finally, finally. In seven. All right. So my no hell no not in seven. I lied in five. In five Yankees and then in the NL. Okay, you go AL. You go Yankees. My AL. So my four five is Toronto, Tampa Bay. I have Toronto. My three six is Minnesota. I'll say Seattle over Chicago. Chicago ain't making it either. Okay. Wow. I'll say- I'll say Minnesota, Wait, Seattle. Two division winners from last year are not making the playoffs. I'll say Seattle wins against Minnesota. Okay. So then I have Yanks, Toronto. Angels. I have the Seattle. Yanks winning that series. And then I have Minnesota against the Angels. No, no you said Seattle's winning. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Seattle against the Angels. I have the Angels winning that series. Angels ALCS. Wow. I got the Yanks sweeping the Angels. <laughs> the CS. Okay. All right. And all I've got um 
Okay, so three six. Saint well, yeah, Saint Louis versus who's the six? Oh, San Diego. Ooh, that's a fun series. I got San Diego. Um, they're not even making a playoff. <laughs> wow. Nah, they they got they got the six seed. Um, and then four five Mets. Um, who was the other one? Milwaukee uh, Mets. Dodgers Mets, which would be an amazing series. Unfortunately, you can't get in the NLCS. Dodgers Mets, and then Braves and um, Padres. Dodgers over Mets. Okay. Braves Padres is hard. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, we're getting part three in the NLCS. We're getting Dodgers Braves again. Um, okay. So uh, Dodgers uh, Padres uh, Braves beat the Padres, and then go to the World Series in the NL. Go seven. <laughs> um. Ooh, I guess the Dodgers. I guess I got to go with the Dodgers. Um, yeah, you give it a no. All right. So my three six is Milwaukee. Oh no, sorry, it's St. Louis, Atlanta. I have St. Louis winning that series. My four five is San Fran and. Mm, Okay, mate. My one is the Dodgers. My two is the Mets. My three is the Brewers. You messed it up. Then three. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start this over. My one is the Dodgers. My two is the Mets. My three is the Brewers. My four is. You said said before San Fran. So before San Fran, five is St. Louis. Six is Atlanta. Okay, so three six was Milwaukee, Atlanta, and then four five is San Francisco, St. Louis. So right, so San Francisco, St. Louis. I have San Fran, and okay. and they play the Dodgers in. Yes, and my three six is Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee, Atlanta. Milwaukee, Atlanta. I have Milwaukee. Okay, so you got Mets, Milwaukee, and then yep. Dodgers, San Fran again. Okay, yeah, Dodgers, Giants. I have the Giants getting revenge this year. Okay, oh, I would, I would, I would be mad at that. I would be mad at that. And then I have the Mets. Going to the CS. So my CS is Mets Giants. It's 2000 all over again. We getting Yanks Mets in the World Series this wow. year. Wow. I pray to God that doesn't happen. Um, so, not yeah. that I'm scared. I'm putting this on the record right now, not because I'm scared, but because I know nothing's 100% in this world. And the mere fact that there's a chance that the Yankees would lose to the Mets in the World Series, I don't want to bet on those chances, even though I think we'd blow them out. It's still nothing is 100% in this world. Like, I, I, I'm yep. actually like, that's literally why. Like, yep. there's no guarantee in this world. And the mere fact that it's not a guarantee makes me not want to see that World Series matchup because it is 1% chance that we lose to the Mets. I don't think I would be able to show my face anywhere ever again. But yeah. So it's the Subway Series World Series again. And that's my prediction. I got Yanks in five. Um, Yankees, Dodgers. I've got Yankees in seven. Love to see it. All right, so that's going to do it for today's episode. We want to appreciate – oh, we want to, we want to say we appreciate you guys listening. And I'm so happy Noah's back. First episode in a couple months um, that he's been on, and he'll be on, you know. From here on out. Yeah, from here on out. Um, once again, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time on Between Innings.
Peace out, guys. Peace.